This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Psalm 37 is really long and it's just a back and forth comparison of, of righteousness and wickedness. And, and, and David's just talking about how he sees how things develop and how the world develops and how people um, are when they're uh, bouncing back and forth to and fro between the two. I'm going to move as quick as I can and get through it. There are going to be some Psalms that are just, I mean, overwhelming. I'm not even sure I can read Psalm 119 in 30 minutes, but with my dyslexia, I'm not even sure I could get through it and do a good job of actually reading it. But we're going to, we're going to, we're going to trudge through this and make it happen. It's a Psalm of David. He says, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as a green herb. And what he's saying is eventually the laws of the universe come to work on this. And that's do not be deceived. God's not mocked that which a man so shall he also reap. It's one of those things where he's just saying, look, they're not there. It seems as if. It seems as if wickedness is prevailing and it's going to win and it's going to be here forever. It's not. It doesn't. It, it goes away as quickly as it comes. It's like a, it's like the dandelions. They spring up and they're everywhere. And then when a strong wind blows, they're nowhere. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness, meaning recognize his faithfulness so that, uh, so that you can learn to be faithful yourself. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That's a verse that is quoted a lot. Notice he's not going to give you the evil desires of your heart. What he's going to do is he's going to reorient your character, reorient your direction, reorient where you're headed. And then he gives you the desires that open up when you walk in righteousness and holiness. Commit your way to the Lord and trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Notice when we commit our hearts toward him, when we trust in him, the desires of our heart change and they, they focus on other things and he brings it to pass. He shows you the things that are good and pleasing and best and then he brings them to pass. He says, he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Notice even David understood that idea of we being the light of the world. Just like Jesus said, you're the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. What that means is you take comfort and rest in who he is and wait patiently for him. Wait for his time and his season. You know, we all the way back to that first song. We bear a fruit in season, meaning at the right time. And notice he uses this word, do not fret because of him who prospers in his ways. Meaning, meaning don't, don't allow 
worry and fear to seep in. And we talked about that yesterday in worship. The emotions that destroy you, the emotions that bring you down are, are fed by your sin nature. It, it, it takes actual effort to trust in God and have the emotions that build you up and make you stronger. You, it takes faith to, to, to walk in joy and peace and to be patient and have kindness. It takes faith to do those things and it's more difficult. It requires you actually walking with God. It's easy to live in fear and doubt and anxiousness and pain. It is easy to live in that because your sin nature feeds it every day. He says, he says, because of the man who brings, uh, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Notice what he's saying. Anger doesn't do anything for you. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. I think I've seen, heard medical doctors say that. It's true. When I hold a root of bitterness towards somebody, it only hurts me. They don't know I'm bitter toward them. They don't care. It has no effect on them. It's only destructive to me. When I have anger burning inside of me, it only hurts me. It doesn't fix anything. You, you can't change anything with your anger. You're to, your anger does not bring about God's righteous life. That's, that's clear in scripture. Man's anger does not bring about God's righteousness. It doesn't. And so what he's saying is forsake that. Kick it aside. Don't do it. For evil doers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Notice evil doers are eventually going to be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they're going to inherit the earth. We're going to eventually prevail. For yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth. Remember, meekness is not weakness. <clears throat> meekness is a picture of a, a powerful horse and it being sensitive to the bridle of its master. It being so sensitive to the direction of its master. And you are, you're a powerful, you're powerful before the Lord, but you have to be meek, meaning being sensitive to God's plan and God's will and not allow your anger and your purposes to overcome his will for you. He says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Do you delight yourself in the abundance of peace? That's another good verse to, 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 to memorize. Four and 11. He says, the wicked plot against the just and gnash at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy. Notice, <clears throat> wickedness always leads to your sin nature taking advantage of other people. He says, to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are upright of upright contact, conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart and their bow shall be broken. Notice, he's gonna turn Turn that sword on them. If you live by the sword, you die by the sword. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to work his will in his way. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. That's a verse to memorize. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. 
as I was going through this and studying this psalm, I, I, I noted that in, in my thoughts is it has many passages that are are almost like Proverbs. You could almost take this whole chapter and move it to Proverbs and have the same, and, and you, you wouldn't skip a beat. He says, the rich man, the, 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 the righteous man's little is greater than the wealth of many wicked. He said, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. He makes your money cover what it needs to cover. And oftentimes, wickedness blows money before you. The average time that a millionaire has their money when they win it in a lottery is three years. They're usually bankrupt after three years. Professional athletes who uh, become millionaires usually have a an average of five to six years before they're dead broke again. Just because you have money does not mean that you're going to remain rich all your life. In fact, the people who can keep money are usually the ones who have the knowledge and ability to actually make it in a way that makes it long term. He says, the Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. Notice, he numbers our days. He knows them. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of the famine, they shall be satisfied. Notice, he's going to take care of us. He says, but the wicked shall perish. And the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadow, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay. But the righteous shows mercy and gives. Notice, how many times have you had somebody borrow from you. If, if somebody's a close friend or family, I, I, I usually never <clears throat> give them a loan. I don't give a loan. I, I give it to them. If they pay me back, they pay me back. But if they don't, it's not a, uh, it's not a, an issue of a loan. And the reason is because the relationship can be destroyed in the trying to get paid back on the loan. And, and the relationship is more important than the money. But wicked people do try to take money and not pay back. They try to hoard it to themselves, but the righteous show mercy and they give. They don't, they don't take, give out loans. He says, for those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. There's another one to memorize. Verse 23, in fact, I would say you need to, I like, I like it. I like the translation that says God orders the steps of the righteous. Uh, the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way, meaning the Lord delights in the, his path. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand or his mighty right hand. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, meaning he's lived a long time and he's never seen the righteous forsaken, <clears throat> nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Notice your righteousness and your holiness not only is a benefit to you in your days, but it's a benefit to your descendants down the road. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever with the descendants of the wicked, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. That's the third time he said that. 
The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom. That's another way you can tell who they are. You can tell people by their fruit because their mouth speaks wisdom. He says, and his tongue talks justice, talks what he says, for the law of the God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. For me, as, a, as an attorney, that is a very important two verses there. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks justice, talks of justice. The law of, of his God is, is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, meaning God doesn't allow that to happen, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, they will they shall see it. Meaning, if you want, if you desire that that point in time when they see and realize. God says he's going to allow that to come. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passes away and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but could not. he could not be found. Um, it's just a season with the wicked. And, and you'll see that. I listened to a, a young man young Jewish man out of Los Angeles. And he's, he is his podcast. He is a fabulous mind, an outstanding mind. And he is, his logic is, is impeccable. But I, the, thing, the thing I do notice about him is that he lacks perspective because he's in his mid thirties. And that's not a bad thing because truth is truth. But oftentimes his predictions can be a little bit off because he's a Jewish, he's a conservative Jewish man from from Los Angeles, and he's a coastal guy, and he just doesn't really understand the thinkings of, uh, of common people in the middle states, and that's just a lack of perspective. But as I think about that, he, he, his, what he says does prosper. We just sometimes need some perspective on how things actually happen, and how things actually happen is God in due time, and if, we be, if we're patient, he will show it to us that his will and his ways always work out. He saw it, he says, mark the blameless man and observe the upright, meaning you watch them. You look at that guy, mark, mark that man or that woman who walks uprightly. For the future of that man is peace, but the transgressor shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Because, notice why he, what makes all this happen is because they trust in him. Trusting in God really is the way. It, 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 is, it is the source of all strength and power for the believer. It is the thing that God is building in you, and that is faith, to trust God, to believe on him, to hope in his future. That is faith. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, 
and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.